Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast. I'm your host, Mike DeStefano. I'm joined here by my co-host, the Zoobs. What's going on, bud? Oh, things are things are looking up. I'm feeling I'm feeling optimistic today. Yeah, why's that? Well, you know, in in the wake, and we're going to get into this in the wake of the game against the Flyers. I think a lot of people were upset. I think upset is the general sort of vibe I would say that I got from from seeing people online, and I think we're forgetting. Uh, they won. They won that game. <laughs> they did. They did. They did win. It was a 4-3 win in the Leafs' longest ever shootout, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andreas Janssen ending that one in the 11th round. Uh, what were your thoughts on the game as a whole? You know, I think we came into it, I think a lot of people came into it looking at the fact that the Leafs are a more talented team than Philadelphia, I think it's fairly safe to say. And the Flyers won the second half of a back-to-back. And I think a lot of people expected the Maple Leafs to just waltz right in and dominate this game and for it to never really be in doubt. And that didn't happen. And I, I know that, you know, there were some people that, that were fairly negative and, and thought that it was a fairly uh, poor showing, which it may it may have been in long stretches, but... You know, I think we're really glossing over the fact that they don't have John Tavares. They were without Jake Muzzin. Uh, they're also missing Zach Hyman. That, that's two pieces of the top six and probably the most dependable defensive defenseman. I think we get a little carried away with, oh, the team is so talented they shouldn't have any trouble, when the reality is they're missing some very important pieces. And the fact that they were able to overcome a pretty lethargic stretch in the middle of this game and still persevere to the level that they got the two points, which is what matters more than anything is getting the two points when you're massively shorthanded is ultimately a success, even if the process was not pretty. Definitely. And one other thing that I kind of wanted to add on top of that. They're missing a bunch of players, but also they did get somebody back uh, earlier in the week, Travis Dermott. However, he's being slowly integrated back into the lineup, which when I thought when I heard that uh, we were going to be missing Jake Muzzin for this game, I thought for sure that meant that he was going to get an increase in, in time. And that just didn't happen. He played just over 12 minutes of time on ice. And that's including um, including uh, uh, overtime. Uh, do you agree with the idea of slowly getting Dermot back up to speed, or or would you wish to see him a little bit more because of the uh, loss of Muzzin? No, I, I think getting him back up to speed is the right call. I think this is something that we have struggled with, you and I, uh, you know, in terms of the Anderson stuff, I, I, on the same level of, you know, balancing what we think is needed right away versus really looking at the big picture. And the big picture is is we are still in the first handful of games. What is important is that he is ready to go, uh, you know, 65 games from now. That's when he needs to be healthy and when he needs to be ready to go at a full speed. If he is still at three quarters in game 15 of the season, we're talking about game 15, uh, that's not a big deal. That's something that I know that when you look at it, in a vacuum, you say, oh, he should be playing more. He should be further ahead. They should be doing this and that. It's a long season. It's a long process. It's it's You get banged up and you take scratches and dings. I am okay with Travis Dermott 
being brought in at a level he is comfortable with so that he is ready in the long term. I agree with that. I don't think, you know, I I wasn't looking to get 20 minutes out of him, but, I mean, just 12 minutes. More so, I think I want him to take away some ice time out of that top pairing of Riley and CeCe. Riley playing over 30 minutes again. CeCe, 28-plus minutes. He was on the ice for all three Philadelphia goals, and I just thought that, you know, they were playing that top line just a little bit too much for me, and I think that's in part because they didn't want to play the third pairing too much and namely, they didn't want to play Dermott as much as uh, as needed, um, just because they, I guess, they have that restraint on him uh, so early into his season. Uh, one other thing that I kind of noticed about this game, or, or that I just kind of want to chat about, you know, we talked about the Leafs getting off to a good start, and fine, I thought they got off to a great start. They were on fire. Like the first ten minutes of that game was all Leafs. They were dominating possession time. They were shooting pucks on net. I think they. Out- Outshot them like 12-5 in the first period. Uh, they got on uh, on the score sheet early, Kapanen, a nice goal, and then they got into penalty trouble. They took seven penalties on the night, and the and that's what killed the whole all the momentum that they took. They took a too many men on the ice call, and uh, that's kind of what killed them. And then Provorov ended up scoring on the ensuing power play, and, and it kind of slowed things down for the game. But this is something that's kind of becoming a pattern and a little bit worrisome. You know, I don't want to sit here and kind of talk talk bad about about the game after they won, but I think a big reason why, you know, the perception around the game was that it was played poorly was because they were shorthanded so often. You know, seven penalties against a team that you should be dominating, and that's really, I think, the only reason why Philly was able to get into that game and why it wasn't a, a, just a massive blowout by the Leafs. Yeah, absolutely, and that, that's something that you know the coaching staff has talked about at length. We talk about it after every game. Uh, it's been too many penalties. I think that I think uh, almost half the games this season they've taken five or more, which is far, far, far too many. Um, you know, I think that'll normalize a little bit. Uh, there was also some some uh, really, really low points. I thought line four had their probably their worst game of the year. I, I don't think Freddie Goche. Uh, has completely undone all the goodwill he got early in the year, but it certainly was not a great Fred Goche game. No, I agree. Uh, the penalties, for sure, the penalties uh, is a problem. I thought, you know, I thought Anderson was pretty solid, and I thought the other interesting thing that happened in this game is we saw Austin Matthews and William Nylander get split up because they were so uh, ineffective as a group in this game. We're seeing a little bit more willingness to change things up that aren't working, which is something we've talked about. So, yeah, definitely discipline. Definitely, I think, the bottom part of the lineup on a night where you would expect them to be able to provide some jam and some oomph against a team on the back-to-back really did not have it. But uh, ultimately, I think we need to keep in in mind the bigger picture of winning a game. Uh, You know, two points are two points no matter who they're against no matter when they happen so uh it could have been a lot worse oh definitely and in, in, in the next segment we'll chat about the good better bets and that'll be our time to uh to talk positively about the game of course uh that was a victory uh but something you touched on that just kind of want to talk about a little bit you mentioned that matthews and nylander did get split up nylander uh was was kind of he was kind of benched for a little bit. He he was skipped over for shifts, and then he ended up playing a little bit 
uh, on the third line, and that was something that I thought was interesting, and it set Twitter ablaze. I don't know if you saw, but everybody just, like, just lost their minds over the fact that Nylander was being sat. But uh, honestly, I think it's something that I kind of appreciate because, you know, something that we've discussed is accountability. There's not much accountability with this with this Leafs team. And, you know, Nylander was out there on the ice and kind of uh, – which goal was it? I kind of forget. But he was a big part of the goal that got scored. Uh, yeah, just checking right now. And Nylander was on the ice for the Sanheim goal. For the goal that tied the game and that was a big reason I think why he ended up getting benched for a little bit and that's kind of something that I kind of like to see out of coach Babcock just that giving his players that accountability like listen you made a mistake and you're going to pay for it hopefully don't make that mistake again or you're going to be back in the doghouse mm-hmm. and uh, so i it sucks that one of our best players all season, one of our most consistent players, is the one who ended up kind of getting that uh, treatment by Babcock because I don't think he deserves it for his all-around play. But in that game specifically, I thought it was it was the right call, and hopefully he sends a message and he, and he ends up playing decently well for the rest of the week. Or the rest of the season, rather, I guess. I would rather than not just the week. But um, Anything else that you want to kind of chat about this game? Uh, you know, I thought I think it might have been the best. Once again, might have been the best we saw from Casper Kapanen. I thought he was excellent. Yeah. He used the wheels on that one goal. He was the rightful guy to get moved up to play beside Matthews. Uh, really nice to see. Speaking of accountability, seeing him bounce back from a tough start to the year and his own demotion down to that third line. Really seeing him respond and uh, play some of his best hockey over the last couple games. Agreed. Totally agreed. And I believe he's going to make an appearance in the next segment when we talk about our good, better, and best. And that's coming up in just a moment. All right. Welcome back to the Locked On Leafs podcast. Mike DeSefano here alongside the Zoobs. Ready for the good, better, and best from Saturday's 4-3 shootout victory over the Philadelphia Flyers. Zoobs, we'll start with you. What was good about that game? I like the Dermot Hall pairing. I think... Uh, Justin Hall continues to be a pleasant surprise as a as a 10 to 12 to 15 minute guy. I thought, you know, they were they were solid. The the numbers bear that out as well that they were uh on the on the the high end of most of the of the possession metrics and I think um you know, when everything normalizes and everything sort of sort of gets straight and everybody is at full strength uh, they may have discovered something there with Justin Hall. After a whole year of really not being willing to lean into it, it appears that he is a piece that is somebody you can put into the lineup every night versus last year never being in the lineup. I, I think he is uh, pleasantly surprised me. I, I was very, very pleased with his game and with Dermot as well in their uh, limited but effective ice time against Philly. For sure. I, I, I thought that, that that was probably the, in the limited ice time that they had, like you said, probably the best pairing. Like, you know, Dermot on the ice for, for, uh, for all three goals for Toronto. I mean, you're only on the ice for 12 minutes, and, you know, they happen to score three times while on the ice. Clearly, you're doing something right. Um, and then Justin Hall, man, like, he's really starting to grow on me at this point in the year. You know, at first, I was like, oh, you know, he's just getting a, a nice bump because he's finally getting some consistent ice time, but I, he may just be a legitimate NHLer. 
And to me, if they can just get an upgrade on Cody Cece uh, right beside Riley, I think that this defensive parent, like this decor, can really be something going forward once everybody's healthy and uh, everyone gets going. I, I, I like... I, I kind of like to see how it's shaping out now that, you know, Dermot and Hole have really Dermot's back and and seeing Hole step up. Uh, I, I like I like the outlook of the defense here. For me, I went with uh, Jason Spezza, actually. I thought that he had a pretty good, good game. Um, definitely. I thought it was his best game as a Leaf. Uh, you know, he wasn't a superstar or anything like that, but he did score his first goal. And then also Clutch scored the, the goal to keep the game alive in the shootout. So Jason Spezza... I thought he had himself quite the game, uh, all things considered. Uh, better. What was better for you? I think better for me was Frederick Anderson. I know uh, he gave up three goals, uh, not a totally 100% great, but he faced 40 shots, uh, put up a 925 save percentage, a heavy workload, um, you know, on a night that I'm sure these guys thought may have been not a night off, but a night where they got, you know, it wouldn't be as tough to suddenly face 40 shots and to play extra time and to be in 11 rounds of a shootout. Uh, I thought he was really solid. I think, you know, a lesser goaltender, they maybe have that game slip away. Uh, I think he's quietly been pretty good. There is, there's always, always some room for improvement with goaltending, but I thought, I thought in this game, uh, happy to have him back there and, and happy to be the guy uh, that was sort of kept them in this when things got a little rough there in the middle. Yeah, like that's not a game where you look and you're like, they won that, but they needed Anderson to win that. I don't think Hutchinson would have been able to shut it down and get them the two points that they needed. You, you know what I mean? And that's what you'd love to see out of your number one goalie. Absolutely. Um, I had him as my best, actually. Uh, for better, I had Kasperi Kapanen. Uh, I just... You know, an unbelievable game out of Kapitan. We kind of spoke about him already. Uh, but, you know, Kapitan, he might be your best, actually, uh, which also could be very, very, uh, a very good pick. But just getting it rolling, scoring, you know, the game's first goal. And the thing with him is speed and confidence. Now that he's got his confidence back, like early in the year when he was playing on the second line with Marner and Tavares, just it wasn't working for him. And he wasn't, I think it's because he was asked to play a different role. He was trying to play the Hyman role. Uh, where he was trying to get gritty, go into the corners, and he just, he, that's not Kapanen. He can't, he, he's not going to do that, and that's not where he's going to be most successful. Where he's most successful is on the right wing and just flying down the line and uh, using his speed and going to the net and scoring goals, and that's that, that, that's something that he, I noticed, something that he did uh, against the Flyers. I thought that was uh, better for him. Was he your best? As a matter of fact, he was. I think. Uh, I thought that maybe. I thought you know that was when you put together the highlight reel of what a good Casperi Kapanen game looks like. It was exactly that, as you said, using the wheels. Uh, absolutely blew the doors off that defenseman on his goal. Just like ripped right past him. I thought he was really solid, really tenacious, really using his gifts. Uh, and something we saw in his first couple years that was always, always standout was he has big league wheels and that he like elite, elite speed. And I think that was part of what was so confusing when he was on the Tavares Marner line was that you never really saw it. And he is putting that to work playing in the rule he is in now. I'm really, really, really happy with that performance and, and something to build off for him 
for sure. It's going to be exciting, again, once the team gets healthy, to see how that line is going to work out between him, Kerfoot, and Mikheyev. I'm really excited to see how that's going to go. But for me, I just had, you know, Freddie Anderson in the shootout specifically. Sure. Uh, he was magnificent. Obviously, he gave up that one goal to connect me, but that was a really, really nice, uh, nice shootout move that he made there. Other than that, unbeatable, unstoppable. Uh, he was really good reading the pucks. Um, and, you know, usually if uh, something, if a, it goes 11 rounds deep. Often there's so many players who go to take shots on net and miss. He had to actually stop all of the shots. I think there was only one post in the entire one. I'm pretty sure it was a Leaf player, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So he actually had to be on his game and make every single stop. If he wasn't there to do it, it was going on the back of the net. So Anderson, you know, hats off to you. Mr. November. We know he likes to. He, he just finds his game about a month into the season, and he got November off on a on a good start with a win over Philly in the shootout. Uh, yeah, Anderson, great pick, great pick. Yeah. Uh, coming up next, we're gonna play some cosine no sign. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano, joined by the Zoobs. Going to play some cosine, no sign. It's the way that this game works. For those who haven't heard it before, uh, we're both going to make a statement, and if we agree with it, we say cosine. If we disagree, we're going to no sign it. Uh, I believe you went first last time we played, so I'll go first this time. And for those who want to uh, play along, we're going to I'm, I'm uh, we're going to put them on the on the Twitter. Uh, at Locked On Leafs Twitter page, so that you can also go and vote cosine or no sign. I know we did have somebody reach out asking if we could do that, so we'll, we could for sure do that for you guys, and you guys can have some fun playing along as well. Uh, but the first one for me, cosine no sign Zoobs, Jason Spezza, despite just having the best game as a Maple Leaf, will not be a Leaf by month's end. Boy, I feel like I feel like we've talked about something about this similar. Um... You know what? I think I might be changing my tune on this. I think he just needed to get himself comfortable and he needed to really figure out his role. Uh, not only did he score in the most recent game, but I thought he had uh, a number of chances. He really played quite well. I think that's uh, him sort of getting a little more comfortable and, and getting into his rhythm and, and, and finding his footing as a member of this team. So, what was the which one was the question? He is a member of the team by month's end. He will not be a member of the team by month's end. I'm going to go no sign. I think I think Spets makes it at the very least uh, to the new year. My issue with this is is more the cap. You know, like once Hyman comes back, they don't have any room whatsoever for healthy scratches. So he's going to have to solidify himself as the fourth line center in order to stick with this team. The moment that Hyman comes back, and that's my worry. I, I'm just curious if they're gonna if they're gonna decide to keep Timoshov or Drew Shore over um, over Jason Spezza. That's that's the biggest competition there for me. It's it's, it's tough. I'm not sure what's gonna happen either. All right, what's uh, first one for you? Cosine no sign. Martin Marincin plays more. Then 30 games. He is currently at seven. He played 24 last year. He played 25 the year before that. Uh, I'm going to say 30 games. You know, make it 25. Well, well, he was playing more than he did last year. He's, <laughs> he's at seven already. So he's off, to, he's off to a big start. 
you know, I'm I'm gonna no sign it though because I'm the only way that he's gonna get into the lineup. That's with the Leafs, I assume, right? Yes, yeah, with the Leafs. Yeah. Okay. So a he's actually on the trade block. I'm not too sure who's gonna give up assets for for Marincin at this point, but hey, if they can get something for him, sweet. Uh, B, I just I'm not. In order for him to get to 25 games, there's going to have to be injuries because right. on the left side, you know, like it, it's just it's already kind of settled, I think, at this point in the top six. Like someone's going to have to get hurt, and I'm just hoping that nobody does get injured, at least not long term. Uh, he may kind of check in just to give some guys a spell, uh, but ultimately I, I can't see him getting that many games under his belt this season, barring an injury, which I am not going to project because I don't want it to happen. Right. And I don't want to wish it into the world. So <laughs> no sign. <laughs> no sign. Uh, number two, the Leafs at some point this season will be atop of the Atlantic division standings. Oh, man. Uh, you know, you, this is at some point. This is very similar to where I was going to go, so uh, I appreciate we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> um, they are currently five points back of Boston, we, yeah. even though they've played two more games. Uh man, it feels silly to not co-sign this because what are we doing uh, if not? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that they you will. will be crucified by our loyal listeners if you I, say no sign. I, I put you in a corner here. I, I don't know that they will because Boston, I don't see Boston like I know. running into trouble. Uh, as much as we talk about them being a top-heavy team, like they do have the supporting guys. Like They really, the top line dominates, but the other guys are capable. It's not like the rest of the guys are scrubs, right? It's Jake DeBrusque and Danton Heinen and, and and guys that can be dangerous. Um, boy, I'm, but I mean, if, to me, just if I'm looking at this, you know, how tough was that schedule to start the year? For sure, a pretty a pretty tough schedule. I think we underrate that I, I, with injuries on top of that. Mm-hmm. You know, you get everybody healthy if they could stay healthy. That is obviously if they lose, you know, Marner or Tavares or or Matthews. You know, there's It'll be a lot more tough, but assuming everybody can stay healthy, you know, going forward, I just all they have to do is go on a heater and win like six, seven, eight in a row. <laughs> and then if Boston just goes, well, I'm just saying if Boston just goes, if Boston goes 500 in that in that time, mm-hmm. boom, Leafs are up at the top. Boy, oh boy. That's a, eight in a row is a tenth of the season. Hey, man, what's the Islanders are like nine in a row right now. You're right. Like, You're right. <laughs> if the Islanders can win nine in a row, the Leafs have to be able to win nine. Come on. <laughs> okay. Give it to me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Did I persuade you? You may, have, you may have come very close. Okay. Uh, I think this is another one. We're get, so I, I, will, I will co-sign that. I'll cross the fingers. I'll be optimistic for the night. <laughs> um, we're we're gonna get this. I think this is gonna be one one of those ones where we have to balance what we think will happen versus what we what we want to happen. Uh, co-sign, no sign. Cody CC is a member of the Maple Leafs after the trade deadline. After the trade deadline, you know, what? um, I'm gonna I'm gonna n- he will be a Leaf. Will be is a co-sign, no sign. No sign. 
I do not think is going to be a leaf only because in order for them to make a move, he's got to go. Right. I, I like his contract, four and a half million dollars is such a dead weight at this point. Um, it's just incredible. So if they can move on from that contract, and that would just open up so much space and give them so much opportunities to to, to go out and add, maybe get a, a, another backup goalie, a, a better backup. They can, you know, upgrade on CC. They could upgrade uh, on the depth at forward. You know, they can do so many things if they can just get that contract off the books. Like, I might even be willing to throw in a prospect or a pick just to get that uh, that contract out of here if they can somehow get themselves an upgrade on CC. Uh, but so I'm going to go ahead and say that they do because they have to do it, in right. my opinion. Right. So no sign. He will not be a leaf. Um, okay. Number three for me to you. Cosign, no sign. Austin Matthews will win the Richard Trophy. Cosign, baby. I'm not coming off. I'm not coming off this. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not coming off. I know. Listen, I know David Pasternak is silly good and plays on a line that is dependable night in and night out. But Here's the thing about Pasternak, too. Yes. And maybe you're about to say this. Eight of his 13 goals have been on the power play, mm. and I don't suspect that. I don't expect him to to keep that up. You know, that power play at some point is going to fizzle out a little bit, and uh, he's not going to keep on pace for this type of goal goal scoring. Right. Throughout the rest of the season, this to me, this to me is I no hesitation, no doubt, co-sign all day. He's bringing that home. Not worried about Ovi. Not worried about it. Leon Drysital. Not worried about it. All right, I love it, <laughs> love it. Austin Matthews, Rocket Richard, lock it in. Hmm. Now where do I go? Because you know, I, I the the. Uh, other one there about the Maple Leafs, the top of the division, was sort of what I was going to go with. So I will change it up. <laughs> I will change it up. I'm going to ask you about Andreas Janssen. Oh, okay. Cosign, no sign. He is going to reach the 20-goal plateau again. He's got four in 15 games. Um, hmm. That's a tough one. That is honestly a tough one. I feel like, what did I say? I think we did this when we did our over-unders at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. I want to say I went with over. I believe you did as well. Just, like, he scored 20 last year, and he spent half of the season, or a good portion of the season, like, uh, in the bottom six. Mm-hmm. So you got to think now that he's playing with Matthews. But Matthews is going to score so many goals taken away from his opportunities. Uh, in Nylander, too. Yep. Man. I'm going to go ahead. Uh, does he? Uh, he <laughs> man, it's tough. It's I know. tough. Like, I know. He does get some power play, t- like PP2 time. That could help him score a couple of goals. Nah, screw it. Let's go ahead. It's 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 positive Monday. What are we doing? Yeah, cosine, <laughs> cosine. Beautiful. He, he could get twenty. I, it's 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 such a fine line, just because like twenty is a lot of goals, but, but you could score you know, four. You could score think, four in a week, no problem. He could like what's he on pace for now? Fifteen. He's on pace. Ah, he's only on pace for like 
30, like 14 goals at this point. Yeah, man. He's no. right. He's no. Yeah. More than that. We're, yeah, ma- about that. Math is not our thing. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> well, okay. What's that? 30 plus 16. Yeah, he's on pace for about that, for about 20 goals. Yeah, I got 21.8 by my math. Yeah, about 20 goals. Uh, uh, yeah, cosine. All right. Cosine. <laughs> All right. Give it to me. Give it to me. All right. That was a lot of fun. I love cosine, no sign. You simply it's must. Really, it's, it's a fun segment. Uh, and just a reminder for those listening, we are going to post these cosine, no signs onto our Twitter page. You can go ahead and vote alongside us and see whether or not you cosign or no sign the answer and leave a comment with uh, your reasoning if you'd like. Uh, but that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. Like, thank you for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to Lockdown Leafs Podcast on all lo- podcasting platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Drop a like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Comments, we need it all. We love it all. Mm-hmm. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Leafs. Follow myself at Mickey underscore Canuck. And follow Zoobs at the underscore Zoobs. All right, be sure to check back in here tomorrow. We'll be teeing up. The game against the Los Angeles Kings. Drew Doughty in town. Jake Muzzin taking on his former team. Should be a good one. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.